welcome to episode 215 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Joyful Janelle. Joyful, I like that. I was going to say jamming for the like hundredth time, but yeah. I went with Joyful. Jumping. Jumping. Jumping, Janelle. That's something I don't do. You do jump, but when you jump... You have more horizontal <laughs> movement than vertical. It's really fascinating exactly. to watch. In fact, somehow when you jump, you actually go lower. Yeah. It's like you spread your legs and then drop your body towards the ground mm-hmm. instead of jumping up. I don't understand it. I've watched it and the physics don't make sense. You know, you can't all be talented like me. And it's. I'm saying it's very impressive. It's something that I don't think, I think scientists would study if they were aware of it. I think it's my flat feet. It must be. Something about the way that works. You have no arch. None. No. Whatsoever. Yeah. You know, you do have... The news? Well, I mean, you do have that. (laughs) But I was going to say, you do have a couch again. I do! Fix it, Phil! Yeah, I don't think we've talked about this. No, we should actually probably say the saga of the couch. So, last year at Christmas, you got a couch mm-hmm. from my parents. Mm-hmm. L-shaped, like you've always wanted. It's the, the couch of my dreams, really. Or so we thought. And then we heard a board fall. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, I, we could hear, like, the couch kind of started collapsing in. And I could hear the boards inside. And I could feel through the cloth of it. Like, stuff was just coming loose. Like, it wasn't breaking. It was falling apart on the inside. coming undone, right? And we should preface this by Phil's parents have the the same couch. Not the same exact design because our L-shaped had to be on the other side. Yeah, but the same brand, same couch. But it's like a different shade, different color. Right. It's the same couch. And they've had it for years. Years. And they're like, oh, it's so great. Everybody sleeps on it. Years of wear and tear. And this started happening, by the way, like back in December at some point. Mm-hmm. It was like less than a year since we actually, because you didn't actually get the couch until a couple months later. Right. And so it was like less than a year. It's still less than a year since you actually got it. It is. We got it like probably a year next week. Yeah. Like sometime in late late January. Yeah. So it started falling apart, and we, like, tried to, you know, talk to them. Because it's been less than a year. Right? Yeah. It's got to be some kind of a... So the store apparently was closed. Not just, like, hourly closed. Like, it shut down. Like, it shut down. Well, then you called the customer service, and they're like, oh, just go to any of the stores. And so we went to a different store. Yeah. They said they they couldn't help. And then we went to a different one, and they said... They looked it up, finally. Yeah, they said because it was a cash payment. They couldn't, like, find They couldn't it. find record of it. And they told us the furniture distributor like the company, closed down. Not distributor, the company that manufactured. That, the yeah, manufacturer the manufacturer. That makes the couches is out of business. They went out of business. So any warranty we would have had, yeah. So... We're basically out of luck. Well, it's only one leg of the L. Yeah. The one leg is fine. The other one is the one that started, like, falling apart. 
So Phil got in there. He had to. Well, I didn't want to do it before. Because if, if there was like a warranty where someone would just come out and fix it or they would replace it or whatever. I don't want to waste my time on it. Or, you know, void any warranty by tearing it apart. But since the company's gone and the yeah. store shut down, it's like, all right, well, we're on our own now. So I ripped off. Like in the bottom, there's just like a cloth layer that's like stapled on, you know? Yeah. I mean, not like a desk stapler, but, you know, like a... Staple gun staple. Right. But that layer was pretty easy to remove. And then I got in there and, I mean, all the insides are were laid bare. And I could see, I could definitely see why it was falling apart. It was not put together well. Like, no. I feel like maybe they went down in quality after they made mom and dad's <laughs> or something. Because it was, first of all, everything was held together with staples. Like a staple gun staples. Like the whole couch. Right. Not a nail to be seen. Nothing glued, really. No. It was just all like... Staple, staple gun together like and loosely. Gun. And I was right. Like, for the most part, there was not any, like, broken boards. It was all just stuff that the staples wiggled loose. Um, there was one board that had a broken spot on it. But... You look. The board itself, it was, like, made, you know, I mean, it was something, like, two inches wide by, like, like one inch by two inches. I don't know what you call it, but... Mm-hmm. Right? And, and across the middle of it, there's a knot in the wood... That goes about, I don't know, an inch and a half across those like two inches. K-N-O-T? K-N-O-T, yes, correct. Yes. There's a knot in the wood that covers about two inches so that the only part of the wood that was actually together was about like a quarter of an inch or half an inch mm-hmm. of wood was actually there. And that broke along that half an inch, which after all the other boards popped loose, then the only thing holding the whole couch together was that one half an inch of wood. So right. that part popped and did break right there. But everything else wasn't. And I mean... It shouldn't have been made so poorly, but I got in there. I just got some nails out and yep. started hammering stuff together. Found like I had to figure out because it was all like a puzzle. There was like eight pieces of wood that were just loose in there that I had to figure out like how they had been in there. And I was finally able to figure out how to put it all back together, nailed it all back in place, and closed it back up. And we're sitting on it now. Here we are recording. It's not perfect. Like, I think we're going to sit delicately on it, because I don't know how good my craftsmanship is. And I, you know, I know how to open it up again, but there's only so much I can do. So Yeah, this isn't going to be a couch that stands the test of time. I don't think we'll be passing this on to our grandchildren, let's just no. say. But, you know what? We got our couch back. Yeah, I got it as good as, as, good as a fill fix can be. <laughs> our sink is still fixed in the kitchen for my fill fix. Right. I'm pretty good at Mickey Mouse and stuff. So. I'm not going to sell it on like Etsy or anything like that, but I can piece stuff back together. <laughs> All right. This is a pretty exciting journey, I think, that everyone really wanted to know about I that. know. We do make boring things interesting. It, I think According so. to our reviews. I, I, yes, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of reviews, let's do some news. Yes, if you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Fountain. Fountain, yes. Podchaser, those are good places. Oh, do you have a fountain update for us? I do. We have 1,801 sats. Interesting. So. So we got some more. We have some listeners. Does it say, like, how many views or listens it's, or whatever? It doesn't. It, like, updated, and it's not the same. Can't figure out. I'm sure a, it shows it somewhere. I need a David to help me. 
Because it used to show like how many listens or streams or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it doesn't it's say that really anymore. Not saying that anymore. Well, we'll figure that out. But that's good it to says know. Fifty-four supporters. I mean, that's awesome. So I don't know what that means, but thanks for your fifty-four supports, everyone. Fifty-four supporters is great to on me. Fountain. But in addition to Fountain, we're also on Instagram, of course. Yes. Always up updating stuff there. We're also on Facebook. We have a page and a group. And if you would like to get a hold of us, you can always send us a message through our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Or you can write to us at Show at gmail.com. Yes. Other business announcements type of things. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we told you guys about the next Popbox Presents with Andre Salas. That was supposed to be coming up. It actually got pushed back a week, so it will be on January 28th. So that's good. It gives you an extra chance to get ready for that. And also, just a quick reminder, there's still new Popbox CDs out. The Breezy Williams Popbox Christmas Volume 3. It's never too late to listen to Christmas music. Although we did just finish our listen through. We did. We started at uh, November and uh, the end of Thanksgiving. Well, the beginning of the Thanksgiving trip. Yeah. And we ended, we finished listening to all of it a couple days ago. And that includes vinyl. Vinyl, CDs, and Bandcamp downloads. Yeah, and he gets new Christmas CDs every year. Yeah. So it'll continually be longer and longer until we just have to listen to it all year. It's basically the idea. (laughs) Gradually just takes over. Or we listen to music more consistently. Look, how much more consistently could we listen to music? 24 hours a day. Oh my gosh. You had some exciting stuff this week. What did you do? I did. So, for the first time since 2019, we went on a field trip. That's crazy. Yeah. It was pretty insane. So, these kids that I have in my class right now... We're kindergartners when stay-at-home orders started. So they basically never, you know, they didn't have a normal school year until they got back in second grade. And last year wasn't really that normal. Last year was still easing in a lot more than this year. Third grade. They were like, I can't even tell. We were just going to like a historic ranch in like the Riverside area, which... It's fantastic. I love this field trip. You went on it with me. Very cool. Back in 2019. That's right. I was there at the last one. It's really fun field trip, but you would have thought we were going to the moon. (laughs) Like, they were so excited. So, we had a blast. We, like, basically live, like, 1800s. Um, Wealthy children did because it was wealthy ranch owners. But um, we made some tortillas and we made some, like, ice cream, and we played, like, hoop and stick. And this other one where you, like, take these two wooden sticks and you put, like, a wooden ring on it and you, like, throw it, and the other kid has to catch it on the yeah, wooden I stick. We toured the ranch house that the Jensen's or the Alvarados, I can't remember, but it, that was the family that lived there. We toured their house, and we fed uh, some horses. Nice. So it was really fun. You had a really funny video that you can't post because you've got it's like kids, kids in your yeah. class and stuff, but you showed it to me. Yeah. Like this one kid I have, he's amazing. 
Um, but I when when he was eating the ice cream, so you like hand churned it. We right? hand churned it like like I don't know. There's like a hundred kids, and each kid. Yeah, like, I remember does you like do churns. a couple cranks on it, right? Yeah, and they serve it up at the end, and he said it was like. A piece of heaven. He, the way he said it was, I feel like, like there's literally a piece of heaven in this bowl. Yeah. And he's like almost in tears. Yeah, he like loves it so just much. just like taking it all in. And then this little girl come, in my class too comes, comes over. She's like dancing in front of the camera. camera. She's all, do we have homework? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you do. Maybe. And they're like, ah! <laughs> that was the whole video. Just, this is Vecchio. I feel like there's literally a piece of heaven in this cup. Let's back out. We have homework. Yeah, you do. It's oh. so funny. I love it. I wish you could post it, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That'll have to be for the private The private collection. collection but you can feel like yeah. I, you were there. It was fantastic. So, that was our field trip. It was a success. Good. I'm glad. Because that was, like, a big deal. Yeah, we're After- going on another one. I guess next, no, two weeks. In two weeks, we're going on another one where we're going to CBU. Oh, yeah. Cal Baptist University because they're doing like an elementary college days. And so that they, you know, start thinking about college. That's cool. At an early age. So I guess we're going to a basketball game, which isn't really my thing. Eh, maybe. They <laughs> what have... if they're playing Biola, though? They could be. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So... Still be basketball. It doesn't matter what school there is. Whatever. It's a field trip. So. Now, you and I went on a little field trip, which. We did. We can't really talk about too much. But we found out what you could talk about. Well, yeah. We went to a taping, a TV taping. Yes. In Hollywood. Yes. Or near Hollywood. Um, well, okay. And what I can say is that in March. Well, I will be on uh, a few episodes yes. of this TV taping, and in March will be the first of the episodes. Yeah, and well, as it gets closer, we'll, we'll give say you the more exact about it, date. exact date, and what show to be looking for and yeah. stuff. But and you got to be with me, so it's actually yeah, both of I, us. I went with you. You were there too. as like a guest, but you are on camera yes. with me and stuff. So that's kind of all we can say at the moment, but it was really exciting. This is the second trip to Hollywood, the second taping of this show that we did together. Yeah. It's been a real, like, taking up a lot of our time, so we can't wait to share more detail. It's honestly why there's a longer gap between the last episode and now, because I didn't have time to put together. It was last minute. Doing a lot of preparation for the show. Yes. And actually going to the show and stuff. It was very. Busy but good. It's so exciting. I can't wait. It's kind of all we can say, but trust me, it's going to be worth it. Yes. All right. That's it for the news. And we got to jump right now into listener mail. You got mail. Okay, we do have a letter from frequent writer inner Ben, who wrote a little follow-up to the letter we read from him last episode. And uh, here we go. First of all... You remember we talked about this, but he sent us a picture that said the Muppets take Yukaipa. And we talked about, you know, what would the Muppets do if they came in Yukaipa and all that kind of stuff. Food. Mostly food. So he said, How on earth did you miss this? I turned Phil into a Muppet. And sure enough, he shows like a close up of it. And in the picture, there's me. Let you me see, see it there? 
There's me as we looked at this before. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice it. There's there one of the are. Muppets is me in the picture, and we didn't even notice it before. So um, I'll tell you how. I'm really bad at observing things. Yeah. There's a lot of things that like I'm good at, but that's not one. In fact, the kids recently, I played through a video game with them, and it has like a lot of mini games and stuff. And one of the mini games in it, like to get th- past this level, it's like a spot the difference. You know, where it shows like two oh, pictures yeah. side I by side. And I looked at it and looked at it, could not find it. And the kids were like laughing hysterically because I couldn't see it. And I'm like, okay, tell me like what half of the screen is it on? And then they narrowed it down to like the even the item in the picture that it was and said it's on this picture and there's a difference there. And I could not see it until they pointed out what it was. And you take you and then multiply it by 10 and that's me. I'm even less observant. So, the takeaway from this is, there's a lot of things I'd be good at, and I love, like, reading mystery books and stuff, but I would be a terrible detective. And if I was ever called upon to be a witness for something, I would be awful. I can't remember clothes. Mm-mm. Let's not forget the famous newlywed, the newlywed game. newlywed game show. On the our- tiebreaker was husband step forward, and then don't look behind you, what is your wife wearing? And I was like, oh, I don't know, a black dress or something? Yeah, and I was wearing jeans. And like a t-shirt. Because <laughs> I'm not observant like that. I just, that, that kind of stuff, just well, and all kinds of things slip right by me, apparently. Okay, he says, yes, I have seen Big Bird in Japan and Follow That Bird. Both treasures of their time. Although he didn't mention Big Bird in China, which is a separate which movie. Which is the best. All right, so we may need to follow up, Ben, if you've also yeah, seen Big Bird Goes to China. that one's the best. Japan is good, too, but China is, is the best one. Yeah. Then he said, let me know what you think of that parody trailer for the Muppets movie. It's funny, because we saw that movie in the theater, and I loved it. Yeah, I don't remember wait, that trailer. Like, in the theater, like, opening week. But it was really funny, and I wouldn't have recognized it. It's good that you posted the original, because it's a spoof of a trailer for the girl with the dragon tattoo, which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've heard of, but wasn't really familiar with. Yeah. So I wouldn't have gotten the joke if we didn't watch that first. So yeah. it was good that you sent that. It was really, really funny. In true Muppet fashion. It was very Muppety. Very Muppety. Like exactly what you would want from a yeah. Muppet thing. Then he says, and to answer your question about whether or not I could send you a postcard from Antarctica, Maybe. It's all about whether or not we are able to get to the post office that is only sometimes open down there. If you give me your address, I can see what I can do. So we'll definitely do that. Lastly, at least for this message to you, the film Dick Tracy is vintage 90s goodness. It's not perfect, of course. I don't think Warren Beatty can act his way out of a paper bag. But Madonna and Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman and the supporting cast are all great. I think it's in a very small club of films from those days that doesn't take itself too seriously. Obviously, it's a comic book movie, and I would lump it in the same ballpark as Tim Burton's original Batman. I mean, it definitely was going for that same crowd, and it came out, like, the next year. Yeah. Probably was overshadowed by the fact that Batman was still in the theaters at that point when it came out. He says, Mob and Mafia movies aren't made very often these days, and the ones that have been made are largely just okay, with a few standout gold ones. Pretty much anything from Martin Scorsese is great. Maybe you guys could do a top five Mafia movies in a future episode, so I'm sure every one of Janelle's would be titled Not Applicable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't do violence, so. Yeah, I know. Or simply any other movie. (laughs) So, okay, I don't think we're going to do a formal top five of this this episode, especially since you don't really have a top five, but do you have any mob-related movie? Yeah, 
I've seen uh, the usual suspects. Daredevil, the TV show, Kingpin. And then I saw the one that my friend recommended to me in film school. Okay. It had... Who was in it? Well, it had that girl's mom in it that went to Viola. Renee Russo? No, she was in an, a student film with us. So a movie that you can't remember the name of. A movie I can't remember. It's really good, though. Okay, it's hard to do a recommendation for one you don't know what it was. If I saw a list of mom movies. Okay, I think, too, that you do like that you might not remember that you liked. One was Mickey Blue Eyes. Oh, yeah, I like that one. With uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, definitely. And the other, and I think this counts, too, is My Blue Heaven. I do like My Blue Heaven. With Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. What about the movie where you didn't you fell asleep and didn't tell the me Departed. to look away? The Departed. You like that one? I did until I had to see the violence. Yeah, that does often go along with a good mob movie. Yeah, but no. And I started The Godfather. Just never completed it. Well, here's my list just off the top of my head. And I'm going to put the la- I'm going to put The Godfather as like one unit for the trilogy or whatever, because it's not fair to take up so much space with Godfather, right? And of course, we could debate about which of the ones is the best in the trilogy, but we're just going to say the Godfather is one. Mm. Uh, Casino, I love Casino. Casino, that's the one I've seen. Oh, okay. I've seen Casino. Casino is great. Um, Goodfellas is an obvious one. If we're counting uh, My Blue Heaven, like that one to me is up there because that is a great mob movie. It's different. I realize it's a comedy, and it's but it's definitely people involved in the mob, mm-hmm. you know. So I, that would be on that list. And then um, Miller's Crossing, which is a different type of mob movie. I mean, Departed is more. That's like the Irish mob, you know. But it's a mob movie, whatever. But Miller's Crossing, I think, would be on there. It's more of like the twenties. I've 20s. seen, I've seen like the beginning of Miller's Crossing. It's Cohen Brothers. Yeah, I've seen some of it. It's phenomenal. I mean, that's more like your twenties, you know, type mob stuff, but. I think that's that's without like thinking about it too much. Those would be on the top there. Honorable mention, of course, goes to Jane Austen's Mafia as a spoof <laughs> of mob movies, which has a great you know casino reference and other Goodfellas and lots of other Godfather stuff, obviously. So that would be that would be up there as well. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for writing in. And don't forget, you guys can also write in like Ben did. Ben actually sent us messages on our Mandarin Orange Show Facebook page. But you can also write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. Up next, it's time for Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. The CPC. Now, we have not talked TV since, like, before Christmas. And we've watched quite a few things. We'll give, like, a narrowed down view of some of the stuff. But this is... Probably the first one we've done since the beginning of December. So there's quite a quite a few things to catch up on there. And the oldest of those things is back in December, they did a holiday special three-episode celebrity all-star thing. I can't remember what they called it exactly, but of Lego Masters, which was really fun. It was really fun. It was just three episodes, and the people were playing for charity as opposed to... You know, like the, the prize for themselves, and they had some returning people who competed on the previous TikTok. seasons. One of the TikTokers, one of the TikTok kids, but some of the people from earlier seasons and stuff as well. That was fun. It was really, really fun. And let's see, they had Finesse Mitchell 
was one of the celebrities, Cheryl, Cheryl Hines, Hines, who else was on there? The um, guy from uh, Will and Grace. Yeah, and I can't think of his name, but he's like a shorter, older gentleman, but I can't yeah. think of his name. Who was the other one? Or was it just three? Was there three? No, there was four. It was the singer. Oh, uh, yeah. related to Thick. Robin Thick. Robin Thick. Yeah. Alan Thick is the dad. Yeah. Most famous probably for... Growing Pains! No, I was going to say Not Quite Human. No, Growing Pains. No, Not Quite Human. Growing Pains. Way better Not Quite Human. Oh, my gosh. Weigh in, folks. What's the better? <laughs> do you even know what Not Quite Human is? Of course they do. Fantastic Disney Channel movie with Jay Underwood. And they made like two sequels. And, um... Robin Lively, wasn't from it? Karate Kid 3? Robin Lively and yeah. Gordon McGibbon. Yeah. Um... Ray, Jay Underwood, who was in that, he was also in The Boy Who Could Fly, uh, another Disney movie that was out, right? And I think he did a couple other things with Disney. When I worked at Disneyland, he was like the one celebrity sighting I ever had while I worked there. And because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone would be like, oh, did you see so-and-so came through? And I never saw anybody. I never Nobody noticed anyone. Nobody knew who he was, though. Yeah, I told everyone, oh my gosh, you guys, Jay Underwood's here. And they're like, who? <laughs> I'm like, he was in Disney stuff. You're supposed to know you work at Disney. And no, nobody else recognized him. Nobody knew. Even when I said, boy, who could fly? Not quite human. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, most famously, even if you haven't heard of any of that, he actually was Johnny Storm in the really, really, really bad Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Mm. You know, there's a whole history with that about how it was made just to keep the rights, etc. So that's probably the most famous thing he's done for someone who's not like a deep Disney fan. Anyway, I got to see him once and help him, I don't know, some do something. I can't remember. Man, I had a lot more than you. You really did. The only other people that came through when I worked there were like athlete people. And I'm like, who? They're like, oh, it's so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I saw Nicolas Cage was probably the most. He was like repeat. He's a big Disney fan. I saw Carrie Washington from Scandal. Nice. Gosh, I can't even remember. There were so many. Well, it's funny. We I saw more people just at Disneyland as a guest than we did. Because we remember at Disneyland as a guest, when we were just there hanging out, we saw, a, not Alicia Silverstone, was Clarissa Explains It All. Uh, Melissa Joan Melissa Hart. Joan Hart. We did see her. I always get them mixed up. We saw her. We saw Jeff Garland. Yeah. From Curb and the Goldbergs. And we also saw someone from The Office. Who did we see? We saw the guy who plays the finance officer guy. What's his name? The CFO of the company, yeah. right? I can't think of what his name is. Dave, David. David Wallace. David Wallace. That's his character name, That's right? That's his character. Yeah. We saw him. And then we saw um, Chris Pratt. Yeah. But it was before he was in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And, um, you know... Jurassic Park and all that right. stuff. And the Mario movie. This was when he was just on Parks and Rec. So he was like not quite famous enough that he could still be walking around. And it was like first or second season era Parks yeah. and Rec that we saw him. So obviously people, some people knew who he was, but he wasn't like mobbed or anything. Right. Anyway, that's our celebrity sighting. I mean, there's way more athletes. Well, if you more. count athletes, probably I wouldn't know any of them. So. <laughs> Anyway, all that is to say Lego Masters is fun. And up next, speaking of Robin Lively, we've been watching Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street on Amazon Prime. 
We watched it with the kids a long time ago, but now that they're older, they kind of appreciate it on a different level, I think. Well, now they're the age of the kids. Right. They're in middle they're school. They're in middle school. So. That's fun. Yeah. I think they, I think, I mean, they had fun with it when they were little, but I think they like it more now. Wasn't there one, have we got to the one they didn't watch? Yeah, there was, was one they were like spooked was, out by. It was a ghost, but ghosts it or something. Up being ghosts. Anyway, they're old enough now that it's not scary to them. So that's right. fun. We also finished watching Willow, season one on Disney mm-hmm. Plus, which we watched following watching the movie. And I don't want to like give, I don't want to go on too much, but it was, it was fun. There was parts I enjoyed quite a bit. There's some characters there I really like. in particular I really like. We're like, yeah, this is great. Overall, I feel like they really changed a lot from the way it was in the movie, which I get to a certain degree, but it's for a different audience. It's probably, I don't know, it's just, Felt more like a teen drama to me than like a fantasy epic, which it some people really like that. That's just it not for missed, me. Who are you making this for? I, it really did. It felt kind of like they didn't know and they were trying to reach like everybody instead of just really making the people who like it happy. Right. Which is weird. I feel like there was a better way to approach it, but whatever. It's fine. It wasn't terrible. I'll probably watch another season of it, but it's definitely not one I'm going to like. You know, watch over and over again or anything. It had its moments, and it definitely had some cool parts. Just wish there wasn't so much teen drama. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> it's pretty violent, too. Yeah, I mean, not more than the original movie. Yeah. There was some of my most unfavorite genres. But it's all monsters and stuff. It doesn't count if it's monsters. It does. All right. <laughs> Well, I can't wait till we watch Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> Up next, I mean, the kids and I have been watching through this show, but we've been watching Apple and Onion, which is fantastic. Richard Iowati and I can't remember the guy who he did the show with. He's not really an actor. He's more of like behind the scenes kind of guy. But it's really, really, really funny animated show. You've watched some of it with us. And it's just such like off kilter humor. It's really bizarre and really funny. Very like there's something about a show that can like surprise you every time you watch a new yeah. episode. It's great, and there's like shorts. They started out by doing just shorts, but then they also made like a longer show. I mean, they're like 11 minute episodes or something. Really, really, really fun. Apple and Onion, highly recommended. All right, you got a couple on here. You watched? Yeah, so I watched um, The Crown, the most recent season. I believe season five. They're doing one more season. Okay. So they're not going to do like a future one. Well, (laughs) no. The crown in space because it's it's a Queen Elizabeth's reign, right? Um, and they started with like before, and so seasons one and two were like a cast of younger, and then season three and four they were like the middle aged cast, and then seasons five and six is. The later years cast. So I thought it was phenomenal. There's a lot of focus, of course, on Princess Diana and her kids because, you know, Prince William is like in junior high or something in that age. It's it's just fascinating. I love it. It's very interesting. And Prince Harry said in an interview that he does fact check it, and a lot of it is true. Wow. So. You know, then speaking of Prince <laughs> Harry, you also watched a documentary about him? I did. After I watched The Crown, in my 
my suggestions, the uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle documentary came up on Netflix, and that was a fantastic piece of work. I bet. I just really enjoyed it. A lot of people hate on them, but I'm here for them. I love them. I think they're great. Breaking the mold. Right. It doesn't all have to be the way it used to be. And then uh, Emily in Paris, season three. Um, I was working out early in the morning to mm-hmm. that. They're still making that, huh? It really is a fun little romp. It's a teenage drama that's for exactly, people my age. That's exactly what it felt like. Like, I loved all this stuff about Paris, and then I was like, oh, such, like, teen Oh, romance. no, you would hate. I don't, like, hate him. It just it does not hold my no, interest. No, you would not like it, now. Why? Just so teeny drama? It's so teeny drama. Yeah. That's just not for me. I'm into it. I'm glad you are. So. And then we've been watching a lot of Let's Make a Deal for no particular reason. Yeah. It's just a really great game show that we love watching. Such a fun game show. Yeah. Wayne Brady. Jonathan. Jonathan Mangum. um, Cat. Kat and Tiffany. They just really put on a good show. It's funny. Like, I don't want to down talk other game shows, but it is actually a game show that's entertaining outside of the game show portion. Right. Like, they're genuinely funny and talented, which is not the case with every game show. I mean, I love game shows. No, because we actually, another one on the list we've been watching is Price is Right. Right. Not as much. But not some. as much, but in comparison, Wayne Brady. Is like he's so funny, so good at improv, and it's. I mean, I know that Drew Carey is funny, but he just he doesn't do that on the show. It's just no, very. He does it like straight, like a game show. Yeah, which again is fine. I like game shows by themselves, but it's a very different experience. I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, I also got you to enjoy something that I watched before, and I wasn't sure if you would like. Oh my god. I love it so much. So we've been watching The Orville, which is Seth MacFarlane's, like, I guess he kind of wanted to actually make a Star Trek show at the time, and then, like, they made a real Star Trek show, and so he went forward with this, and it's kind of a spoof of Star Trek, but it's more just, like, his take on Star Trek, and honestly, it's probably the best Star Trek show (laughs) of any Star Trek show. Right. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but... It's, I like it, but I know you Star do. Trek. It's just really funny, but it also does the same stuff that Star Trek does. And it has what's her name from uh, Adrian Palicki, Agents of Shield. Yeah, so she's really good. It's got a lot of fun people. Norm McDonald was a character <laughs> on it. A lot of really fun people on it and cameos and stuff. And yeah, it's just really good. I mean, if you like Star Trek and you want it to be funnier, it's a little less appropriate. <laughs> Um, but it's funnier and less appropriate. Star Trek. So there well, you go. It is Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. That's been your... Can you tuck me in bed? Because I go to bed earlier than everybody. Yeah. We watch an episode of that. That's what the kids call it. When mommy was ready to go to bed, but she wants to fall asleep to a show, and I go and watch it with her, that I'm tucking you in bed. You tuck. That's cute. I'm ready to be tucked. All right, well, I'm ready to tuck this segment away because it's time to talk about video games. Oh my gosh, we've been playing so many. Video games. 
Now, we haven't talked video games in a really long time. Yeah. Either. I'm not going to say every video game we've played between now and whenever it was. But a couple of themes here. First of all, because we spent a lot of time with family and stuff, we played a lot of game show type video games recently, such as Family Feud, Trivial Pursuit, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, all of which are on the Switch. Those have now, all been- out of those, I would rate Trivial Pursuits and Family Feud as the top. I think so, too. Although the other ones have their moments. They do. We have a lot of fun. Because I got Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for, like, really cheap. I think it was 10 bucks each, right? Mm-hmm. Just because we thought we like game show ones. And they both were, have been worth the 10 bucks. But they're su- like, Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader is really, like, funny, cheesy. Like, mega cheesy and just so weird. Yeah, it has two hosts. Yeah, and then Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is, like uncanny valley times a thousand there's all these like really creepy faces and, it's, and it takes itself very seriously it feels like something they would show in a horror movie for a game show mm-hmm. except it's just who wants to be a millionaire all their eyes are like sunken in they're just dead and eyes like, staring off into the ceiling depressed. it's weird and both of them have like stuff where they don't say a thing that matches what the tech like the the mm-hmm. out loud the, what they say out loud doesn't match the subtitles which can change the like answers and the questions and stuff Definitely, like, fun. It's almost like watching a bad movie fun. Yeah. Whereas, like, Trivial Pursuit and Family Feud. Family Feud has a little bit of that, but it's still well done as a game. Trivial Pursuit, though, is, like, top-notch. It's a really good, fun family party trivia game type of thing. Okay, then the other theme is kind of similar. It's group games on the Jackbox type of style, you know, where you people play up on the TV, but then everyone participates on their cell phone or other, you know, electronic device. So we played both Rift Tracks, which is a take on the Jackbox game, um, what's it called, What the Dub, where basically it shows like a clip on the TV, and then everyone writes their funniest things. I think we've talked about this some before. We have. We've talked about it okay. over Thanksgiving. Well, we played a bunch of that and Drawful, which is like sort of like, like, Pictionary. like a funny version of Pictionary. We've had a lot of fun with that. Again, it's really fun to play with family and stuff when everyone's in yeah, town. Yeah, and people can eat snacks while they play because they're touching their own yeah, devices. Yeah, they're getting their greasy fingers on their own stuff, so <laughs> we don't have to worry about our controllers or anything. So then, of course, we've also been playing Fall Guys off and on. That's always just kind of a fun group game that Classic. we do. Luke and I finally finished Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey. We got all 999 moons. Oh, my gosh. And we found every, we got every capture. We got every purple coin. Complete. We did 100% of the game. Every single thing. It was crazy. That is crazy. We've been working on that for a long time. 999 moons. Did you have to look anything up? The only thing that I had to look up is that, I mean, I, I guess this is a mild spoiler for like a, you know, six-year-old game. So if you're concerned about it, but you get to, there's 999 moons to get, but you get to a point where you have 880 and there's nothing left to do. Mm. And it turns out you just have to buy the rest from the stores. But I didn't know like that was a thing. Like I knew you could buy some, but you just have to keep buying more of them. So you just have to earn uh, a lot okay. of coins to get them. So we just looked that up because I didn't want to like cheat and buy them. I thought that like was a cheap you way to do you it. You had to fight them. Yeah. So that was it. That was the only thing. We we found everything else. On our own. It was intense. That is intense. And it was a team effort because Luke's really good at like platforming stuff. So if there was really hard parts, I let him do it. (laughs) And then uh, for your Christmas, I got you Tetris Effect. Yeah. 
and been playing some of that. It's a real hip game. That's what I said because the music is like the bomb talk calm. I really like it. And so when they asked me, I was the first one to play it because you got it for me. <laughs> and I was playing it on my Switch. And you guys asked me how it was, and I said it was hip. And, like, everybody thought that was so hilarious that I called it hip. So now, like, I hear the kids playing it this morning when I came out. And I'm like, oh, who's playing that hip game in here? It is very hip. It is. But that's just our, that's our That's my review. And I have one more video game to talk about. And that is The Longing. The Longing. Because if you remember, this is it's been a longing. It has been a longing time since I've done it, yeah. I've been reading the book Moby Dick within a video game on my Nintendo Switch through the game The Longing, and I read another chapter. What? It's been a long time. It has. But I'm not, I'm going to finish it. I'm not giving up on this. It just might take a while. So, without further ado, let's get to fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. So, as you remember, this is the subsection fiction books within the video game oh. section here. We're going to use that as a transition into it. I did read another chapter of Moby Dick. This one is titled Chowder. Ugh. Now, what's funny is this is the first chapter I ever read of it. Because in high school, we had, like, you know, your little anthology and it's got excerpts from books. We read an excerpt from Moby Dick, and I very clearly remember it was this chapter about chowder. If it was about corn chowder, I'd be down. Well, they have a choice. I know that it's a seafood chowder. In the book, they have a choice between clam chowder and cod chowder. Ew. (laughs) Which I know that is gross to you, but like to someone like me who likes it, it's not gross. It just was extremely funny to me, especially in high school, that like this book that everyone thinks of as this, you know, epic work, which it is, but it's really funny and weird and quirky like this chapter is all about them going to this they have to find a, a the motel it's not an inn or whatever that they're staying in and the, it's famous for their chowder and they have their chowder is cooking all the day and they get to pick between the two chowders they trick the cooks into getting them some of each which is funny and there's so much goofy wordplay like again you think of Moby Dick and you probably think of like this really deep heavy mm-hmm. weighty book but like it's called the tripods, T-R-Y pots in, mm. and you've got to go and try all their pots because they've got so many good chowders. And that's like, he says that, I mean, it's like groan-inducing puns. That is your cup of chowder. And then when he comes in there, he, they come in there and the lady like seats them at the table and she asks them if they would like clam or cod. And he doesn't know at first they're talking about chowder. He's like, isn't that a bit of a clammy reception for us on Ugh. such a cold night? This is written like hundreds of years ago, and it's, they're making like bad puns like it's a dad in 2023. It's fantastic. So I take it you liked chowder. Oh, absolutely. Isn't this a bit of a clammy reception? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, it's really fun. That's your update on Moby Dick. I also have been, I, I'm almost done with Lord of the Rings. Not just Lord of the Rings, but the entire Tolkien saga. I'm about, I don't know, I'm less than 100 pages away from the very, very end. I've read everything, read every index, every extended writing, every short story, all the lost tales, etc. And I'm closing on the very end of this epic. It's pretty phenomenal. Mm. It's really, really great. I'll, I'll give a final wrap up when I finish it, but 
it's it's been great. It's been good. What have you been reading in the fiction world? Well, um, I finished Mysterious Benedict Society book two. Yay! Several years after you guys all. You finally read it though. We read a story called Tops and Bottoms this week. Yeah, at your school. Yes. It's about a hare who tricks a lazy bear into, he like asks him, I'm going to plant your vegetables for you for free on your land, bear's land. Do you want the tops or the bottoms? Oh. And then, depending on the vegetable. Yeah, if it's a carrot, he wants the bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. He gets it if it's all. a tomato, he wants yeah. the top. Okay. The moral of the story is don't be lazy. Be involved. It's good. Work hard. We also read a story called Yonder Mountain, which is a story about a chief who puts three young men through a test to be the next chief. I don't want to spoil it for yeah, you, please. but the one of noble character, you know. We'll get the job. Mm. And then we start Island of the Blue Dolphins in a little there bit. There you go. And I've been reading some nonfiction. No, don't even say those words. It's uh Don't say the words. You can't. You it's, can't. It's uh, what I've been reading. You can't. That's why I don't have as much to add. Well, you have some stuff on here. I thought you you have that you've been reading sideways stories from Wayside School. I started with the it kids. With you the didn't kids. finish it. No. Well, I finished reading The Great Brain with the kids, like the all eight books. Yeah. And now we've started into Gordon Corman's um, Bruno and Boots series. Mm -hmm. And we're in the, like, almost through the second book of that series. So that's what I'm reading with the kids. And Whole Family, we finished. Whole Family, we finished The Time Machine. And now we started reading The Lemonade Crime altogether. Yeah. Because, you know, I read a book myself. I read books with the kids separately. And then I read a book with all of us together. Because for some reason, I've only read book two. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't read the rest no, of the series. No, The Lemonade War is what you're reading to us. What did I say? Crime? Crime is the second Okay, so book. The War I've is the first Lemonade one. Crime. Right, so I'm going to read through all of them with you guys, because it's a great series, and I've read them all. It also okay. says on here you read Charlotte's Web. Is that at school? I did read Charlotte's Web at school. Okay. I mean, classic, really. Yeah. Now, we so. read The Great Brain, and we watched the movie of it a while ago. Did you watch the movie with us? I watched the movie with you That guys. was fun. That it was, was really fun. It was a loose adaptation, but it had some <laughs> of the stuff in there. Yeah. And we actually got the Time Machine movies to watch, but we need to... Yeah, we haven't watched them. them yet. Correct. Well, the old one we could watch with the kids. Yeah, but we just haven't yet. It's on the list. Well, I think that's it for our fiction books. Yeah. I have been reading nonfiction. I read. I'm not even taking that. <laughs> That's almost it for our fiction books. But we do have one more thing. It's something that um, is a little bit of a cross-promotion here. But I'm also reading, and will have read by the time you hear this, Alex Gets the Business. Mm, so Alex on gets the biz. our sister podcast, or maybe it's our brother podcast. Are we the sister podcast? I don't know. Well, one way or another, Alex B. Keaton is my friend. Is the other show that I do with my friend Keith. And we talk, of course, about family ties. We're in between seasons right now. And as a special thing for us to do in between seasons, we are reading the book, Alex Gets the Business. This is the only book that was ever made uh, from the TV show. It was like, it's not a novelization because it's actually an original story. It's written like it's an episode of the show that was never made. And it was actually written during the season that we just finished, 
you know, watching. So it's like he's still dating Ellen in the mm-hmm. book, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like the time that we need to read it. So we'll be talking about that on our next episode, which is coming out after you hear this. So if you guys are interested and you want to follow along with that, it's really fun. You can get a copy of Alex Gets the Business on eBay for like less than 10 bucks. And you could read it along with us. Or if you want to just hear us talk about it and narrate it, you could listen to Alex B. Keaton is my friend as well. It's a fun show. I Did you talk about the present I got you? I know you talked about it on... I haven't. We haven't talked about it because I haven't done a show. Yeah, so I guess we'll save it for... I could talk about it on that show, but you did get me... I'll, I'll just mention it here. Yeah. You got me a... Is it paint by number or color it's by number? Color by number of the family. T- no, it's paint by number because it's the family ties oh, logo. Because like at the beginning of the show, you know, they're like painting paint. and filling it in, and so I can re- recreate that just it's like so in the show. Great. Very excited for Sha-la-la-la. that. So just a little cross promotion plug there, and we're gonna do one more very quick segment called game night. Yes. We have been playing a lot of games. So many games. Like, over the Christmas... Again, I don't think we've talked about this since December. So, I'm just going to list off a bunch of stuff we've played. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about the one that we really need to talk... Well, two that we really need to talk about. Yeah. So, like, throughout Christmas holidays and everything, we played Scattergories, Racco, Balderdash, Quicks, Rook, and Settlers of Catan. All games that, you know, we love and have played many, many times. And we've talked about those a lot before. But two new ones we need to discuss. One is a one that Luke had on his wish list, and we actually got it for him for Christmas, called Sequence. And? Well, apparently it's a game that's been around for a long time, so I don't know how we never came across it before. I think maybe because the artwork isn't particularly it's like eye-catching. But it is so much fun. We have played it so many times. It's like the new Rage in our extended family. Yes, we play it, like, a lot. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it's... It's funny, like, it's sort of a team, it's a team game, and you have to try to get five in a row, but you're, like, blocking each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of games that are in the same vein, but you can only block each other by playing the cards that you're dealt. Yeah. And so, you have to strategize based on what you get played. It's really, really, really fun. I don't know. It's, like, simple and quick to play, but it's really, really good. It is. And you can play it with only two people. Or you can play with it up to, like, 12 people, mm-hmm. I think is the number they say. So it's, you know, very, you can change a lot, you know, depending on how many people you have. It's great. It's very great. Highly recommended. And then the other one that's also extremely highly recommended is called The Initiative. This is the game we got for Audrey. Tell us about The Initiative without any spoilers. So The Initiative is a game that you all play together. You're, like, collaborative. Yeah. And you're working towards, well, first of all, there's a whole graphic novel section. And you have to, once you master certain levels, you get to read parts of them. And depending on how you do, it tells you, almost like a choose your own adventure, like what page to go to to read next. There's a lot of like encryptions and decoding things. Yep. And then there's a whole, like, board game play section. And cards and everything. And there's all these, like, mysteries at every turn. It's very interactive. It is like a one-time playthrough, but it's, like, many, many chapters. Right. So we're only halfway through. Well, we're, we're less playing. than halfway through, yeah, we we've found been out. playing forever. There's so many, like, secrets and mysteries and stuff. There's been multiple times when we've all, like, shouted out loud with how cool yeah. some of this stuff is. 
highly, highly recommended. And this was on Audrey's. This was Audrey's, list. yeah. So like it's kind of cool that they each have our a kids game picked out two yeah, really cool games. That's been like the game, all the games we've played. Right. It's I mean, if I could I mean I don't want to spoil anything, but it's very interactive. It has a lot in common with like room escape games, or if you're familiar with like the Neil Patrick Harris stuff like Box One. Yeah. It has some things in some common. Aspects. It's very, very different, but you know, that kind of interactive puzzle solving type of thing. It is super cool. We've been enjoying it's it. It's the initiative. Very much. So sequence and the initiative. Those are our two new games that have been like all the rage. Intermixed with all the other ones. All the classics, of course. I, I mean, like I said, we don't have to go into too much detail because we've talked about those so much, but those are the new ones. Those are the new ones. The new hotness. And with that, this is the new episode that we just recorded of the Mandarin Orange Show. Yes, it is. And we're done. That's it. That's all she recorded on her laptop. I'm going to go do my civic duty. Yeah, you have. Tomorrow. You got some jury duty tomorrow. I haven't been since my big trial of 2018. That's right, and people remember about that because yeah. that was during the show. Yeah, so when I was on a month-long trial, I'm hoping for a little shorter trial this time because... I do have spelling bee week yeah. next week. That's going to be and a problem. And that's not going to happen if I'm not there. Yeah. So, hoping for short. <laughs> Cross your fingers. Yes. Well, I'm hoping that you all are doing well. Thank you so much for listening, dear listeners. And if you would like to write to us, as always, you can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook. We appreciate you guys listening, mm-hmm. and Janelle, I appreciate you recording with me. I appreciate recording with you. Well, we will be back again next week. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.